Good morning, LA. This is Bill Peterson, and we are here with ninety-four-one. What are we doing? Ready to what? get your morning questions out. So uh, let's get over to Anastas with the weather. Um, uh, this is unexpected. Um, we're t- not gonna keep that, are we? Oh, yes, we we will. Uh, yes. Hello, this is Anastas, and this is Bill, and we are the Uncommon Podcast. Thank you for listening. Um, I am. I am really. Into that, I like it. it. Made me feel like like we were in like an LA studio and 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 just fucking doing our thing. Man. Shock jocking it. Just, just a line of cocaine there, a huge pot of coffee over there, and we're just ready to go for hours on end. Well, I kind of wish I had some coffee. Now that you said it. Yeah, yeah. Forget the first thing I said, but yeah. yeah so today we're gonna we're gonna do a um, a, a wholesome children's writer. Yeah. Um, whose initials happen to be LA. Yeah. Was that planned? Did you do that on purpose? Nope. Mm. Or did I? Well. Nope. Yeah. Lloyd Lloyd, Lloyd Allen. It's a happy little accident. <laughs> Lloyd Alexander. Excuse me. I don't know why I said Anderson. Or yeah. was Lloyd Alexander. Anderson, but Lloyd Alexander. Yeah. I'm just so I'm just confused. <laughs> the, the perplexion it's too in early your in eyes the morning. is beautiful. Yeah. I, um, I'm ready and raring to go. I've had a week. I've been wound up since Thursday. Mm. Um. Too too many too many barbecue grills. I didn't even get to barbecue or anything over Memorial Day. Mm. I was helping someone move. You were honoring the troops. Yeah, by my, not or in my own way. Yeah, no. by getting gas cheaper in New Jersey. The only good thing about that garbage state. <laughs> oh yeah, it's 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 been one of those like weird weeks where you're just thrown off by the the one shortened day. Yeah, and and. Everything just kind of piles up on you, but yes. Hey, man, we're here. It's been a week. We're here. We're this is a Saturday that we're recording on, so we're here listening f- on a Tuesday. We're here might, for the beer. Might might not might not feel the same way, but yeah. Um, we'll brighten up your work day with our wacky zingers. That was my horn, my air horn, yeah. but it's my you blues, sound like blues, 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 blues air horn yeah. combo. Yeah, it's yeah. uh, it's two, I for, dig it. two for the price of one. I dig but, it. Dug uh, it. It's Lloyd, a garden. Life's a garden, and I dug it. <laughs> Lloyd Alexander, I've, have you you've read his books? Right, I actually haven't. I so um, yeah, I I think more people would probably know the movie, the Disney movie, the Disney movie, The Black Cauldron. But yeah, I read the Chronicles of Prydain when I was in middle school. I want to say. Because um, I just read fucking voraciously when I was a kid, and uh, you ate them like a bunch of ho hos. Yes, little debbies. My eyes. Oh, can I, all right. So you know how you do these random stories that yeah. interject randomly. I'm gonna do one. Okay. So we, Jan and I, were in uh, Williamsburg two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we went. They to, saw a lot of horse shit. Yes, technically, yeah. There was a good amount of horse poop because of because of the carriages. Yes. Sweet. Yeah, didn't expect that, but. Um, so, and also, we, hold on, Bill. Stop interrupting my interruption. <laughs> and they also went, saw re, in, inaccurate reinterpretations of colonial life. Slaves were there. Yeah, they don't show slaves at all. <laughs> but anyway, slaves so, built the town. So we were in. We were in. We were. Saying, we, we were. Oh, apparently. Sorry. Uh, it's now. You refer to the enslaved rather than slaves. Yes. Uh, because they had because there was no choice. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, it puts it on the on the on the people on the per, people versus, who did the enslavement. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Anyway, continue. So we went to this lovely diner called Shorty's Diner in Williamsburg. If you're there, did you did go? You just it's keep amazing. Go, Shorty. No, 
It's amazing. It's like this old school Guess diner. It's, me. it's insane. Best is it like 50s style or? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Just very 50s themed, but very good. And next to it is a, is like a strip mall of like. I, th- I swear to God, I thought you were going to say club. <laughs> no, it's surprisingly not. But it was it was like a, you know, just little. Was there a massage parlor though? Uh, no, actually. <laughs> was uh, Robert Kraft there? Touch my wrinkled old penis. God. So we we go to this dollar store, right? Yeah. It was a, I'm pretty sure it's a Dollar General or a Dollar Tree. I don't. It remember, doesn't matter. It's a dollar, but it's a dollar store. And no, it matters. It fucking matters. So oh. we, we go there, right? And Jan's just like, I I have a craving for for this. For Jesus. This. <laughs> it just just dropped something. But anyway, she had a craving for like a sweet thing. You know, pregnant. That makes sense. Yeah. It's fine. So we go there looking for like something, and we walk around. And as we walk farther into the store, it, it looks like it's The Walking Dead. Like the, 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 there's a section of shelves that are just trashed, absolutely oh. trashed, like, like like broken down. Yeah. Some are, are overhanging. And then as we walk over, you notice the merchandise is some of it's destroyed, some of it's not. And then the further you go, it's absolutely empty aisles. There's nothing there what, at all. What the fuck? Yeah, I know it's wild. And there's a couple missing shelves, but there's nothing on there anyway. Yeah. And uh, in one corner is, a, is an open bag of dog food with, like, kibble everywhere. Okay. It, it, I, I'm, this is the weirdest thing I've ever seen, but it's like a normal brand. It's a branded, like, Dollar General yeah. Dollar Tree. And we, Did you find we out? just kept walking. We just kept walking. Because we were like, we, we just, well, now we've got to keep looking at this. And we reached the end, and it was just uh, a bunch of... Dead bodies? No, not, not dead bodies, but just a bunch of, like... On the floor, ripped up food, <laughs> just like like strewn like cereal and stuff like that. So, and so so we keep we keep walking around. We we make a so basically we're making like a circle around the around the store because now, now we're really invested in walking around and exploring. And it's the same it's the same issue. The closer you get to the to the end of the store, and then as you as you go closer to the door to the front, it just becomes like like a normal store. You don't notice anything is wrong. You just see well, product. Did you find out what? <laughs> So we 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 walk up to the front. We Jan gets like a little Debbie's of some okay. like ho hos or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not, I'm, I think it's not. That's not even. It doesn't Debbie's, matter. But so we we're there and we look at the cash cashier. We're like, hey, so um, what's going on? She's like, she just doesn't say anything. <laughs> what? She just shakes her head. She's like, man. And then she shakes her head. And doesn't say anything. <laughs> what <yet>. the fuck? <laughs> So we have no answers. No answer. It was. I if I, t- if I tell you, man, I've never seen anything like that in person. Where it, it looks like it just got raided, it got looted. It uh, probably got looted. Yeah. But like nothing happened in the area. There's there weren't any storms. There wasn't any any like disaster of any sorts. What it was fuck? fucking crazy. Yeah. Sounds like this was two weeks ago. It's. <laughs> I've you know you're walking around and it's the lighting's pretty normal. And it's it's the displays in the front look look okay, and you can't see past certain point because mm-hmm. there's an aisle that, that mm-hmm. cuts it off, so it looks like a normal store. And the more you dig into it, it's it's like a it's like a it's like one of those like North Korean fronts, right? Where, where <laughs> Yo, the dip, diplomats yeah. go, and it's like look at this beautiful grocery store with our luscious heads of lettuce and our ripe tomatoes. And they're made of and cardboard, then, and they're made of cardboard. And you look around in the back, and everyone's like starving, you know. It was it was the wildest shit. So I um, that's so weird. Totally tangential. Nothing to do with anything today. But wanted wanted to bring it up. Uh, it's, yeah. it's um well they were portraying a fantasy. They were portraying a fantasy. And that's what Mr. Alexander wrote. Yes, yes, fantasy he did. books. Um, what was, was your what was your favorite of his? 
Because you, you read like multiple books, right? You said. Oh, I mean, I just read the Chronicles of Pride and series. Well, that's a five. series. So, which of the five did you like the most? Dude, it's been a long time, but I. Uh, Lie to me, Bill. Probably the conclusion. They were all good. Like I remember them all being good. Like they're ones that I've thought about revisiting as an adult, but I also don't like. Don't ruin it for yourself. Yeah, yeah. Those those kind of things. Uh, I've never seen the Black Cauldron. The the really film, the it's, Disney film. I haven't seen it. It's um. I don't think I've seen it. Considered one of their few failures. Oh. It's it's cool. Like the movie is neat. The animation is really dope, but it was scary, and kids didn't like that. Oh, okay. Edgy Disney. Well, it's why they stuck got away from P. It was their last PG movie for a very long time. Kylo Ren Disney. I mean, they're the the Horned King is definitely more edge lordy than Kylo Ren. Deadpool Disney. Disney now. DP. No, I never made that connection. Um, <laughs> he makes happy little accents like Bob Ross. La- <laughs> last night, somebody said, oh, that was just a happy little accident. And I was like, yeah, so am I. <laughs> <laughs> and they were just like, oh, my God. Oh, boy. All right, so let's, let's uh, dive into this. And then I said, his... but my parents didn't say happy. Oh. <laughs> oh. And really bring down, bring down the room, huh? <laughs> and everyone was just like, uh, and I was just like, Bill, I have to, I have to say, totally. I just thought of this, and the listener can't see this, but you're you're wearing like the, like the gray college shirt and like the the clay colored pants. They match really well, but I it looks like a like an old school like gym uniform oh. from from the fifties. Yeah, a little bit. It looks like it because because you weren't just because you were in the chucks, we're the, the, chucks gray, the gray chucks. So it looks like it's a like a uh, <laughs> like a nineteen fifties. I'm ready to go throw a discus. Uniform. Yeah, or like a javelin or some shit yeah. like that, or do track, but and um, <laughs> get a go to the sock hop, get a malt beverage, mm. and so this is the fifties. Chase those poodle skirts. Engage in never mind. It's all sad. It all got sad. I thought about the fifties and I was like, oh, it's all bad. I guess alcoholism also bad. <laughs> Cigarette chain, chain smoke. All right, so uh, I'll, well, I'll get uh, after this. I'll dive into I'll dive into Lloyd Alexander's life. So he was born in Philadelphia in 1924, and he actually grew up in Drexel Hill, which is a neighborhood in Upper Darby. Yeah, just so like city, right outside the city, to the west of it. And his father was a stockbroker, but if you look at again the time period he was born in, right up against the Great Depression. Yeah. So they were hit really hard. They were not. They did not do very well for themselves as a family uh, during that time, as, as a lot of people in the financial, well, a lot of people in general. Yeah. Uh, suffered. So due to his Poor upbringing. Uh, Alexander actually. Well, there's a reason they don't call it the Little Depression, huh? Yeah, the Great yeah. One. That's a, there's a reason. Yeah. <laughs> People lost everything. People it was lost bad. People died. Everything. Yeah. It's not a joking matter. No, but excuse me. Uh, so due to their poverty, Alexander would seek books as entertainment mm-hmm. uh, through the Salvation Army, and he was quoted as saying, "My, my dearest friends and greatest teachers were these. They were the characters that he was reading. Uh, I loved." All the world's mythologies. King Arthur was one of my heroes. King Arthur's so, stories are dope. So he, you know, it, it makes sense when you look at that kind of background that you want to look at fantasy. That's the yeah. reason why motion pictures were so big in like the, the Depression and post Depression. Obviously, was, the novelty of the technology, right? Like the escapism of it. And I don't think people really because we're always like, this is the high age of fantasy and nerd culture because of Game of Thrones and Marvel and all that stuff. However, they were making a lot of movies like Spartacus. Mm-hmm. And there were King Arthur movies and Robin Hood movies and Othello, well Shakespeare, 
but also oh fuck what's that book called cedric it doesn't matter it's it's an old english hmm. book in the vein of um i hear a puppy it's my doggy but regardless like there were a bunch of those escapism like f- touching on fantasy like they dressed them up as history but it's just fine they're fine uh, keep, keep going i'm just gonna anastas is leaving just left me alone. I'm scared. Oh, oh, okay. It don't matter. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Just those movies, like, that stuff has been in the culture. Like, there's a reason King Arthur is still told, you know, we're still telling King Arthur stories today. Yeah, I mean, it, it's powerful because, again, it's it shows uh, the greatness beyond humanity's capability. Right. Plus, magic swords are dope. And magic swords are pretty dope. You know what I call my magic sword? Okay. Dave. Dave. Navarro? Yeah. Mm. My, no, my, that was the first Dave to pop in my mind. Dave, yeah. Was, Mustaine? Dave, Dave Navarro is actually a, um, a, a humanized weapon um, <laughs> when I summon him to my, to my you, hand. Have you seen him? Have you seen him? <laughs> he turns, <laughs> turns into a sword and I swing him bodily about. Have you seen him in like... And, and by his, turns into a sword, I mean like he just puts his hands out like... <laughs> I just grip him by his ankles and just... just ah. He puts his hands above his head like he's dying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cool. Was, ah. <laughs> uh, so anyway, back to back to our, our topic of the day. Yeah. Uh, due to his you know love of these stories and, and these fantasies, he decided that he wanted to become a writer. Mm-hmm. But he also had the reality of growing up during during one of the worst times to grow up in dirt in poor nation's history. Poorer than dirt. And uh, he so he got a, he got a, he got a, a job. Uh, day job uh, as a bank messenger okay when he was 15 years old and his experience as a bank messenger inspired his his actually his first book um called and let the credit go which was written in 19 or released in 1955 and this was back in the 40s so like, yeah you know like 39 i think actually so he released his first book much later on in his life and uh, he graduated from upper darby high school at the age of 16 uh in 1940 and he was actually inducted into the school's Wall of Fame later on in 1995. So we'll, oh, nice. you know, we'll touch on more of his accomplishments yeah. and his honors later. Um, so after high school, he spent one term at Haverford College, right in the area, still in the Philly suburbs. Yep. And uh, he, you know, he only spent a term there, as I mentioned, and he left because he wanted to find some adventure in his life, and uh, basically for the goal of building material to write. Uh, I think that's. Dope, well, yeah, actually. I like that. Brief. Um, well, especially in context of what he did. He went to the yeah. army. <laughs> Very brave. Yeah. To yeah. You know, dur- during that. World War Two. Yeah, so he joined uh, Joined during... Yeah, I, I, I think I think a term, so it probably would have been like just just before Pearl Harbor, I guess. Okay. I'm guessing because 1940, because Pearl Harbor was in December of 41, right? Yes. Yeah, so, so he likely joined before that. And no, June. Did you say December? Was it June? June 6, 1941. June 6. Right, right, right. December yeah. is, you're thinking of Pearl Harbor. That's December 7th, 1941. That's what I mean. They joined before Pearl Harbor. No. What did I say? D Day was, I'm sorry, it wasn't D-Day. 41. Oh. I said Pearl Harbor. You said Pearl Harbor. Why yeah. was I thinking about D Day? I don't know, because that, that's in June in 44. Yeah. Yeah, but anyway, so he, he joined before Pearl Harbor, I'm guessing. Yeah. But, yeah. I, and then got shipped. Yeah. He, he, you know, he went around the country to his training, 
And he, he, actually, he was deployed in the western and southern Germany, but he was deployed after the Allies already gained control. So he back. didn't see combat. So he time. didn't see combat for years, really, okay. which is interesting. I'm not sure why. Uh, but he re- he rose to become a staff sergeant in intelligence and counterintelligence. Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe his maybe he was needed back home. I don't know. After the war ended, he attended university at the University of Paris, uh, where he met his wife Janine Denny, uh, and they they married the following year, 1946. Okay. And after that, they moved back to Philly and, and started their life and whatnot. It's the best but, city in the world. Because it's the best city in the world. Paris ain't but yeah, shit. He, he had an interesting. Paris ain't shit. He had an interesting upbringing, which built his it built his yeah. worldview. You know, because like, so you you grow up during the depression, you see the worst of of what capitalism can bring. Right. You, and you leave to go to a war zone. You know, even though he, yeah. even though he he entered in when we already gained control back, it's still World War Two. Uh, it's it's an interesting worldview for him to into channel his fantasies into or from i guess yeah it's both you're escaping it but you're also writing what you know yeah exactly and what better way to see the world and get it get your adventures in than the army going to the army right uh that was a thing for writers in the 20th century too Mm -hmm. was like you you couldn't go to school to be a writer you had to go live and then write yeah well that was the whole like paris as a center like people did you move to paris Hemingway was in was yep. an ambulance driver in World War One. Right? Yeah, and then a war correspondent in World War Two. Yeah, well, and um, during uh, Franco's. Yeah, know. yeah, he and Gellhorn were over there. Martha yeah. Gellhorn, Spanish Civil War, right? Yeah, yeah, they all did. Not all, but well, a lot. A lot of them did during that time period. You know what's a surprisingly good movie about it? Moonlight. I was going to say Midnight in Paris. Midnight in Paris. I, I was going to say Moonlight in Paris, but I caught myself. I knew that wasn't right. Midnight in Paris. Also, with, just uh, Owen Wilson. With, wow. 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 Do, do you want to dive into his uh, his yeah. writing background or some yeah. of his works? Or... I'll get into it. I'm going to gonna crack it open like a good book. Like an egg. No, like a... Mm. You'd never be on... You'll never be on Reading Rainbow. <laughs> Piece of shit. <laughs> Fucking... I guess I won't. I guess I won't be. You booger-encrusted slug. Oh. Oh. I'm going to start calling people slug again. Slug's a good one. Slug is a good one. <laughs> Broke you earlier. <laughs> we, we don't need to get into that. No, though. we don't. <laughs> but when he returned to Philly, he worked for 15 years writing like fiction, nonfiction, and translations. He said in 55, his first novel was published. And that was actually a story about a young person entering the world and discovering it's harder out there than they thought. So that seems to be kind of like pulled directly Just from his with, experiences. And working at a bank. Yeah. I'm like, oh shit, this sucks. It's not rainbows and those streets are not paved with gold. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. What the shit? <laughs> this isn't Oz. Because, <laughs> you know, I don't know if I've been changed for the. Fuck, I fucked it. Are trying to do the, the Oz thing? No, I was. Wicked. Wicked. Oh. Because I know you, I don't know if I've been changed for the better, but I do know I've been changed for good. I haven't seen Wicked. I haven't seen a lot of things, and I realize. The music's quite good. Is it? The books are interesting. Hmm. So that's what it's based It's based off a trilogy of novels that are like an adult version of The Wizard of Oz. Adult version, eh? Yeah. Like sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Really? Yeah. Ah! I'd quite like to see this Wicked, then. <laughs> 
Yes, quite. Hmm. Well, it, did, it piques my interest, indeed. Anyway, he began, Alexander began writing children's fantasy almost immediately uh, when he started writing. And the first one was with this book, Time Cat. It came out in 63. And it was inspired by his cat, Solomon, who would go in and out of his office while he was working. But Alexander would never see him uh, come or go. So he was just like, the cat slips in and out of time. I think I may have read this. Really? Yeah. Let me see. I think I read this. Oh, I think, dude! I think I did too. I think actually, I read this. yeah. I'm just, I'm just looking at the the covers of this of his book, and uh, I'm pretty sure I've read this. Time Cat. What a great concept! Time Cat seems like something that would be like uh, introduced to a, uh, a screenwriter's meeting or something. Yeah. And this is one guy's like, yeah, we can make this work, and then someone comes and like, guys, guys, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Get back to work, <laughs> and then throws him like a like a like a bunch of coffee and it spills in their faces like. <laughs> Like, put the cocaine down. <laughs> Back to work, younglings. You know, Anakin liked to crack open a couple younglings with the boys. <laughs> Not the little ones. Not the little ones, Annie. I killed them all. <laughs> uh, anyway, by age 40, um, Alexander was, a, like, he specialized in children's fantasy. That was his genre, and he worked on it. Much like C.S. Lewis. Um me. <laughs> Just think of other famous children's yep, fantasy yep. authors. Bill Bill is one of them. Yep. He, he wrote the, the Time Cat. I did. Two. I wrote Time Cat 2. Electric Boogaloo. In which Time Cat... <laughs> the Time Dog. In which Time Cat meets RoboCop. <laughs> just, just wasteland of Detroit. Just, just, just you know, laying waste the night to 2050 the, Detroit. <laughs> Time, time, or RoboCop is the only crime-fighting robot I could think of that travels time. Terminator? No, RoboCop. Yeah, because he doesn't do that, does he? Nope. Yeah, I'm questioning myself. I was like, wait, really? Because I've seen RoboCop many times. Uh, uh, he just shoots a dick off. <laughs> right? As, as, yeah, yeah, yeah. As an aside, like, RoboCop is one of the most disturbing movies I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did not expect it as a kid. Um... Anyway, getting back to the episode, we're going to be all over the place yes, today. I can are. feel it. I already know I'm going to get a text from my mom. You guys were all over the place in this episode. <laughs> yeah, Betsy, I know. But his best, Alexander's best known series is the Chronicles of Pride, which I've mentioned like in passing a couple times here. And he wrote it. He was inspired by his time in Wales during the war. So he must have been there, probably training, training, pre, yeah, pre-jump into into the continent and. He took a lot of inspiration from the language, the mythology, the scenery, and history of Wales. Um, specifically, like, the castles. Like, I guess he would look at the castles and be like, that shit's pretty fucking cool. I could write a story about that. Yeah, a lot of people in the UK view Wales as, like, this... Uh, magical place. Magical, like, bog. Yeah. It's just swampy yeah, and beautiful. I did know that. My, apparently, my mom's side is a little Welsh. Or decent Welsh. Hmm. Yeah, we're a mishmash of Northwestern Europe. Oh, just like Northwestern Europe is in general. Yep. Just invasions, invasions, invasions. Yep. Dane, Welsh, Irish, Austrian. Almost German. Is there some German in the 40s? I was going to say in the 40s. Oh, oh. It's Petro. Damn. Yeah. Anyways, the first two books in the Pride Dane Chronicle were turned into Disney's The Black Cauldron in 1985. Yeah, they combined them. 
because um, the first one I think is called the Horn King, hmm. or no, the f- the Horny King, huh? Yeah, yeah, he fucks. My dude fucks. He's, he's got a harem. He's a skeleton, and he's got a bone to f- give you. Is he actually a skeleton? Yeah, dude, he's a, oh, he's like cool. a lich. It's pretty dope, actually. I'd watch that. It's like I'd buy that you for should, a dollar. You should pull up like just a video of the animation. I would then. not be surprised if Jan has this book, or I'm sorry, this this movie. Somewhere. Dude, probably she has a Disney thing. Yeah. Hey, me too. A lot of people do. Yeah. A lot, a lot of grown adults do for some reason. So it was a seminal moment in your life, in our lives. Also, like, uh, let's talk about it off air. Mm. Um, oh, now my mom's calling me. Couldn't answer my three calls on the ride over, Betsy, but now you want to call me? Decline. Oh, wanna, oh okay. Yeah, take that. I'm going to keep this in so she knows text her right now, the moment you declined. Thomas just texted me someone ought to open up a window, which is definitely a 1776 reference. <laughs> Wait, what? Anyways, getting back to it. He was chosen to be the author in residence at Temple. Hey. And, uh, from 70 to 74. My alma mater. Yeah. I thought that would give you a, a chubby. A, 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 little, a little warm feeling in the genital area. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, that's blood. Oh. You're having... Yes, yes, yes. Oh, God. You're, oh, he's I, touching I, my knees. I, I, we, we had to, I, I didn't want to tell you this this way, but... You're dying. <laughs> and the doctor gave me the results instead of your wife. Because he just knew. You knew I, I was the only person who could break it down. That was, you, my, that was my wish. That you're you're dying from over ejaculation. It's overheating down there. It's just you you it's produce much. so much semen. It's too much. It's just spilling out of you at all times. <laughs> and you're putting too much life essence out into the into the world. And oh god! I'm sorry to say, you have two, the, you the have technical, two weeks to live. The technical technical term is. Too much cum. Coming to death. Co- too much cumitis. Yep. Can you, you... God damn it, Bill. Keep going. Talk about this children's author. <laughs> um, children's author. Well, he was at Temple. He described it as being educational for him. And he said it was kind of like being a visiting uncle who had all the fun with the kids without having any of the responsibility of yeah, taking care of them. Yeah, because he wasn't actually a professor. He no, was... he's just a living author, which means he just gets to come in, so like give got... a lecture every once in a while and write. to do that. Yeah. Nice. I fucked up. Yeah, man. Damn. Why wasn't I talented? (laughs) He wrote this picture book in 1992 called The Fortune Tellers. It actually raised some controversy because some people believe that the story was European in origin, so it shouldn't have been set in Africa. And he was interested in the cross-section of Africa and Europe anyway. Like One of his early works was a profile in 1958 of August Bondi. Who was a radical abolitionist, you know, a Jewish radical abolitionist who rode with John Brown. Doing with, John Brown's raid? Yeah, like Harper's Ferry and stuff. Thomas is watching Quest for Camelot. Very fitting. Yeah. Very fitting. Hey, Thomas. Nice. But he, so he was, he kind of just brushed off the criticisms, is what it boils down to. He was just like, hey, I write what I want. Which I guess if you're. You can do that, I guess. Yeah, yeah. it's your world. His last novel was The Golden Dream of Carlo Ciuccio. I think it's Ciuccio. Hmm. And upon completing it, he said, I have finished my life work. 
That was published in August of 20, 2007. He died, though, on May 17th, 2007 of cancer. Hmm. And um, he passed away two weeks after the death of his wife of 61 years. And he was then buried in Arlington Cemetery in Drexel Hill. So, yeah. <clears throat> and came out. The book came out posthumously, and then um, yeah, yeah, two it, weeks after yeah. his his wife died. That's not pretty typical. Yeah, but he wasn't that old though, was he? Well, he was born oh, in nineteen twenty four. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he I, was. Take, I take that back. <laughs> I was like, wait, what are you talking? about? Yeah, I, I saw sixty one, and I was like, hmm, math doesn't seem to work here. But I uh, yeah. Well, he was very well decorated in his life's work, as uh, as I mentioned earlier, in terms yeah. of one award that he or the wall of the Upper Darby School Wall, which yeah. I don't know. If, yeah, it's if a it's, fucking honor. I don't. It's an honor, but I don't know if it's stuffed to the gills with talent though or not. I don't know. Tita Fey, she went to Upper Darby. Yeah, Upper Darby High School. Yeah, I think yeah, so. I didn't know that, but so yeah, it, isn't Bradley Cooper stuffed to the gills? Upper Darby too. Uh, Todd Rundgren. Hall or Oates, one of them is from Upper Darby. Are you just putting every Philadelphia celebrity? In no, Upper these Darby? are those really? are yeah. I, Bradley Cooper's not the epicenter of. But Todd Rundgren is for sure from Upper Darby, mm. and I think Hall or Oates is yeah because from... Bradley Cooper went to GA. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, but anyway, so I'll, I'll let me dive into some. some if I were saying every awards. Philly celebrity, you know what I would have started with? Voice of goddamn men. Will Smith. Will Smith. Voice of goddamn men. Huh. Kobe. Ben Franklin's ours. Yeah, fuck you, Boston. So Alexander was nominated for Joe Frazier for the Hans Christian Andersen Award. A Dane. Yeah, a, a Dane. Yep, yep. Uh, it's the highest recognition available to the creators of children's books. Uh, he didn't win it, but he was nominated for it. Uh, it's an honor just times. to be nominated. It is an honor to be nominated. It is uh, for reals. Hans Christian Andersen wrote some horrific stories. Yes, he did. Yep. You know, like the the Little Mermaid and what really happens? Does she and, eat people? No, she he, she, the prince rejects her, and she's so sad she dies and turns into sea foam. Then she turns into a wind spirit. It's it's weird. Nice. I'd I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> yeah. The uh, so the Black Cauldron, as you mentioned, uh, probably is what most well known. Yeah, her book. The Black Cauldron was the second one out out of the right. five. And it was the runner-up for the 1966 Newbery Medal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you may or may not have heard of the medal, but it's it's it recognizes. I've heard of medals, Anastas. I'm not an idiot. Of the Newbery Medal, it uh, it recognizes one book every year uh, as the most distinguished contribution to American literature for children. Right. The, I'm pretty sure the Hans Christian Andersen's a worldwide thing. It yeah. And he was nominated for the um, American okay. entry into that. Multi- it's kind of like Eurovision. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, so the marvelous misadventures of Sebastian, uh, I think that was his first uh, award winner. I guess mm. uh, it won the 1971 National Book Award in the children's book category, and uh, he also won that award in 1982 for for this book uh, Westmark. Uh, That's one of his other series, it's a right? Series, right? I think mm. it, it may it may have been like an entry into that, but he. He also won at least three Lifetime Achievement Awards. Uh, some of them may have been like, like, you know, like municipality stuff and stuff like that. But yeah. He won the Pembroke Lifetime Achievement Award in 1991, which okay. is um, awarded by the Free Library of Philadelphia and the uh, Pennsylvania Center for for the for the books. I guess okay. or I might be mis mispronouncing that. Books, right? Is that how you say it? I believe it's um, books. Books. Uh, in uh, in 2001, Bruv. he. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing out here? 
You're, you're being a real fucking chav. You're, you're being a rookie. Rookie. Real, real rookie mistake. So he, he received the inaugural... I could fit in in London. Lon- Lon- London. They think I'm a I'm a natural born they, citizen. They it's just like New York, man. They'll just ignore you. Like this, this, Jan does this thing where she'll talk on on the tube. Mm-hmm. No one talks in the tube. Don't ever do that. <laughs> they just they just like stare straight ahead. It's New York. Would you talk to someone on the no, subway in New York? No, I wouldn't talk to somebody yeah. on this on it's London. Philly. No, you don't fucking do that. So anyway, um, so in in 2001, he he received the inaugural inaugural. Hard word to say. Inaugural. 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 It, it is difficult Inaugural. to say, but yeah, I was like, I had to get some mouthfeel on it. Uh, the it's the uh, inaugural. Inaugural. I missed it. Oh. Inaugural. <laughs> it's the the Parents Choice Foundation's Lifetime Achievement Award. Okay. That was, that was 2001, and then two years later in 2003, he received the World Fantasy Award uh, for Lifetime Achievement. Okay. As well, so he's he's got some some. He's of those. got some some credentials. Yeah, and posthumously in uh, 2010, January 2010, actually, uh, an exhibit opened at the Harold B. Lee Library on the campus of Brigham Young University, mm. which has another uh, Pennsylvania tie. Right? Isn't that where the Jimmy Stewart thing is? Brigham yeah, Young, right? yeah, it is. Weird, but the uh, the display it, it shows a bunch of like kind of like recreates his home office, so it shows. Um, it shows like manuscripts and editions of his books, okay, as well as a violin of his and a, a typewriter and desk. Uh, he referred to it as as the box, actually, which is interesting. Like Sounds his, like a prison office. It it does sound like a prison. Maybe he felt like that sometimes. Probably did. I know. Just just pounding away at the keyboard. Yeah. Like as much as I enjoy writing, I know it can be laborious. Mm. No, like mentally, like jail. Yeah. Um, so on October nineteenth, twenty twelve, there was a subtitle documentary that was released. That chronicled his life and also his writings, mm. um, and yeah, it was self-titled. So it's boy, it's called. It, he's the eponymous subject. Yes, yes, he is. You know what eponymous means? Named after yourself, or named after yeah. the title character, the titular titular character. You want me to go through some of the yeah, some of the series yeah let's do that so there's the chronicles of Prydain, like we said is the most famous i think it's Prydain. i've always said Prydain. it could be Prydain. that's the thing with like books like you'll read like, something and you'll never hear it out loud and yeah then, and you do and you're like wow right i'm an idiot like lord of the Rings stuff game of thrones stuff like some i know some series i read they have like pronunciation guides in the back because I, I read a ton of oh that's fantasy. pretty cool that's a good idea actually but then I don't always use them because sometimes I don't like the way the author intended the yeah. <laughs> name to sound. Yeah, fuck them. But anyway, so there's, in the Chronicles of Pridain, there's the Book of Three, which came out in 64, the Black Cauldron, which came out in 65, the Castle of Lear, which came out in 66, Terran Wanderer, which came out in 67, and the High King, which came out in 68. So he was cranking them out quickly. Yeah. So, uh, do we talk about like what it's about? Do we? Do we ever really say? Not really. No. So, I'll pull up. Let's, let's see what Wikipedia says. It's a pentology of children's high fantasy Bildungsroman novel. Ah, yeah, Bildungsroman. That's like um, that's like a, a based on like a single character that like yeah has to suffer that suffers right or something like that. Yep. Well, it's so. In, in literary criticism, a Bildungsroman is... Ah, the, the growth of the protagonist. Yeah, from psychological, coming of age. Yeah, 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 yep, yep, yep. 
which because it has been a little while since I've done that. Like Star Wars. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. A very much. You think you think George Lucas wasn't out here cribbing some of this stuff? I'm sure he was. But right into his veins. The, they uh, they all follow this this guy Taron, who goes from the he become he's the assistant pig keeper at Care Dalbin, which Care is a castle in in Wales, right? Uh, I think so. Yeah, like there's tours and there's stuff. Well, anyway, but he uh, he initially wants to be a he, a grand hero, but he has he's got like these different companions that they're all in the movie too, the Black Culture movie. But there's and this is re- really where you see the Welsh name. Some of them like there's the Princess Ilanwi. Holy fuck! How do you say bard, that? Bard Flam. F F L E W D D U R space F F L A M. Fluter Flam. No wonder Wales crumbled into the abyss. <laughs> um, who's a bard and minor king? Gurgi, a wild man beast, and Doli, a dwarf. Dwarves are Norse in origin. Just, are they? Just saying. But so yeah, that's what it's about. Like I know it it's pulls a lot from traditional Welsh mythology and the <coughs> becoming high king and like Terran Wonder. He's a big part of those myths, those ancient like it, you see it in old Arthurian tales. Mm. Like having to go on a journey to discover yourself and and go through the trials and tribulation, like you said, to grow. But yeah, that's the Chronicles of Pride. In there's oh, apparently there's some supplementary materials with it. Yeah, like picture books. And some yeah, so there's Colin is White Pig, the Truthful Harp, and the Foundling and other tales of Pride. In. It came out in 65, 67, and seventy three. Right, and uh, ooh, excuse me. So the the one in seventy three is interesting because it's um it was also expanded in ninety nine and that came yeah. like seventy three is already five years after the last one came out so it's uh real built really milking that cow huh I mean why would you not mm. look at George R R Martin he releases fucking encyclopedias of Westeros rather than look at uh look at J K Rowling <laughs> she announced four new books yeah just something else but... which are nonfiction it's about her writing she's writing about her writing about Harry Potter. Did we talk? Did we talk much about the Westmark? I, I know I mentioned I, it once you won, a, won an award, but it's it's a trilogy. We, but the first one was called Westmark, called Westmark, right? yeah. And then the next one's the Kestrel. The third is the Beggar Queen. The Kestrel's a good name. That's a good title. Oh, pretty solid name. Pretty solid name. So is Beggar Queen actually. Beggar Queen is pretty neat. It, it's it's um. I might have read these. The, yeah, it's apparently according to to my sources. Wikipedia, yeah, uh, uh, kind of mirroring the French Revolution and like yeah. the fall of like a society and, and really ex- existential. So darker than uh, say, than most children's a, a little series. Is. Well, and the Chronicles of Pride and gets kind of dark too. I think he one of his things was like treating kids like they're smart enough to read the material and understand it. Hmm. He also wrote the Vesper Holly series, which. There's the Illyrian Adventure in 86, the Eldorado Adventure in 87, the Drakenberg Adventure in 88, the Jadera Adventure in 89, the Philadelphia Adventure in 1990, yeah. and the Xanadu Adventure in 2005. So what's Vesper Holly about? It's about a uh, protagonist, a young society orphan from Philadelphia, yeah. who's the um, daughter of a, of a wealthy archaeologist, and goes on an expedition to Illyria, which is Albania, basically. Oh, okay. Illyria is like the the ancient um, 
it, it's like a, a group of people, like a tribe, I guess. Okay. In the, in the Balkans and is there an they're Al- basically like ancient descendants. Of is there an Illyrian Peninsula thing? Mm, I mean, it's the Balkans. Okay, I just I I think I've read that exact phrase before, and it just stuck in my head now. Yeah. But hey, guess what? Hey, man. We, we both have ancestral roots. Yeah, we have roots. ties to this to this guy, but. Yeah, and he also wrote a shitload of other books too, which I don't. You know, we're, we're not going to go through go all through of them, them, but it's. it's but uh, I, those were like the big series. Yeah, and I think those are his only real series because the other ones are just. Uh, They're just one-offs. Yeah. Which, that's cool. Yeah, but what again, else are you know, his first one was "And Let the Credit Go," which is about the crushings of work, as you mentioned earlier, and the last one was the uh, 2007 book, The Golden Dreams of Carlo Ciuccio, which I just wanted to say that name out loud. Again, I know, so. it's fun to say, right? Yeah. Carlos Ciuccio. It reminds me of like, uh, watch American Dad? No, not really. No? I, I, no. Never mind. Yeah, I ended that one, didn't I? Hilos, Hilos Contos. Somebody out there got it. It's fine, everything's fine. You want a town name? Yeah, give me that, give me that town name. Give me that town name. Bro. I'm just sad now. Give me that, give me that town name. Oh, I mean, we, I guess we should wrap up talking about Lloyd Alexander. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's it's a major contribution to children's literature and Philadelphia's rich, rich uh, writing history. Yeah. A lot, a lot of our famous writers are people that are associated with Philadelphia. Use Philadelphia as, as like a cultural stop. Right. You know, they, they but they in, were not like from here. Not from here, but they they get a lot of the experience from here, and yeah, you know, they'll come and. You know, bounce ideas off other Philadelphians right. or other people in the area, but yeah, he's one of our our uh, tried and true. Yeah, it's cool. Cool beans, dude. Cool beans, dude. I don't think uh, there's like nobody has anything bad to say about him. No, no, no. Unless like he was a terrible person. No, I'd, like you know, what I mean, like those like I really feel like you hear that though. Family people, but like we like for example, um, Steve Ditko. Right. Like you would hear that. Like there are stories about him right. being, not being like kind pleasant. of a dick. Yeah. Really, not much not, on his front. So, no, Lloyd has a, he was just chill, dude. I'm just really curious why BYU did that again. Interesting. Yeah, I, I, I mean the Jimmy Stewart one. I remember it's uh, probably because of the Air Force Academy being out there, yeah, and like that all makes that stuff. Sense. But BYU might like. I don't even know if they're a big writing school. Hey, I don't know. I that. didn't think that. I like. I know Iowa is like Iowa's the writing school in the country. Or Purdue, I guess. Grammar. Yeah. But, well, anyway. Yeah, he's a cool dude. Anyways, Pancake, Pennsylvania. Pancake, Pennsylvania. Where is this? It's in Center County. Okay. Here, let me... Is, is it known for their flapjacks? So, it's in Snowshoe Township. Okay. 16829. Apparently, it's named for a guy named uh, George Pancake. Hmm. Okay. However, oh... Here we go. Apparently, the name changed to Laboratory yeah, Labor- PA. Yeah, Laboratory PA. You see this yep. too? I see this too, yep. Well, that's not Center County. That's no, way, that's what? in Washington County, which is way out west. Yeah. Interesting. A Pioneer City, which with the 168, I should have. But that's 1-5 out there. Do you think there's... No, a, there's two of them. There's two pancakes. I think there's two. There's two pancakes. Look at that. There's there's a... Huh. Wow. So one used to be called Pancake. And, and became most Laboratory. Laboratory. Hmm. Wow, what a weird! All right, so what 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 do you have on the um, on the one that you're reading on? Because I, I can't find anything on the other one. I mean, that it was named after settler George Pancake, and that I saw something about there's only one place in town you can actually get pancakes in Pancake. 
<laughs> that's it's a, like an Amico. That's a oh really? Yeah. That's a terrible uh, um, like lost not embracing it. Lost opportunity. Plus you got you yeah. got to coming in and do that pancake. Be like uh, if you, you couldn't get burgers in Hamburg. Would you live in in, in a pancake town? I'm sure it's probably mean, not. Yeah, dude, I kind of want to. I found a uh. fucking pancake now. Mm. So this one podcast I listen to, they do. <laughs> One of their moves is when they go for breakfast, they get mm. pancakes for the table. Just as like as like an appetizer. <laughs> pancakes for the table. Uh, I saw this thing on I think it was on Deadspin last week uh, with one of the Mets players, you know, big beefy yeah. baseball player, you know, uh, eats his pancakes from the center out. Yo, I've seen people do Fucking that. It's terrible, always weird. By the way, serial it's, killers. It's that's how do you not just you know methodically cut and eat that? You know and, what those kind of people do. What, like they, eat children? They cut and trim their own hair and beards in their rooms and leave the trimmings all over the floor <laughs> in the carpet. That sounds terrible, and, and I don't know, very specific. Serial killer behavior. <laughs> Psychopaths. Ooh, that's, that sounds uh, very oddly specific, but um, yeah. yeah. I, uh, not, Specificity is killed the cat. where humor comes from. No, 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 time killed the cat. <laughs> He's time cat. Time cat. I the alternate dimensions. Also, time time cat sounds like like a show you pitch like you were saying like a show you pitch, but also like one that would probably get greenlit on uh, Cartoon Network now. Time cat. Oh my god! Like 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 time cop. What was that neon cat? Neon cat? How do you say that? Nine. Nine cat. Nine cat. It's like that. You know. You know. The, the, you the know what? Slurry of bullshit we had to deal with in like ten years ago. By do the you way. know what nine nine means? N y a n means no. cat 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 it's, it's like cat, panera cat. bread yeah panera bread 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 yeah it's from st louis i know the least italian place in the country i know i Hilarious. do like their food though panera bread yeah yeah fried raviolis are really good too st. really louis. yeah st louis yeah provel cheese i haven't been to st louis in a very long time mm. i was a little kid and we went up in the arch and well there's an embarrassing story ah fuck it i'll tell Did it you vomit everywhere nope mm. you know how you get butterflies in your belly Oh, you, you told me this. Yeah, go, you got Have it. I told you on the yeah, pod? Yeah. No, I don't think you told on the pod. No, no. Well, I was, keep in mind, I'm like four or five. I got butterflies in my belly from the height. Yeah, go, going up in the elevator or whatnot. Yeah. And I turned and I said, my pee pee, all the women in the, like, in the fucking elevator said, my pee pee tingles, will you hold it for me? My pee pee tingles. Will you hold it for Nobody's me? Nobody's ever let Say me live it one it more time. My pee-pee tingles. Will you hold it for me? So my pop-pop loved this, thought it was hilarious, and proceeded to say that to his wife <laughs> <laughs> on, the, on occasions. <laughs> this is the same man when he had a vasectomy and his oh mother-in-law, God, who's like it. real prim and proper, was like, how, how are you doing after your procedure, George? And he was just like, well, you know me, I'm not one to lay around licking my wounds. <laughs> so... My PP tingles. Will you hold it for me? Oh my god! Hashtag of the of the episode, I uh, guess, huh? Oh man, I'm I. Uh, episode description. Please tattoo that on my body. That's amazing. Hey, oh. you're gonna you're gonna find all about all the shit kids oh say. Oh my god, I can't wait. You know oh what I'm gonna shit. teach Oliver to say? I'm gonna teach him to say, call people slugs. <laughs> Dad, what's a slug? A bad person. You. <laughs> Son, I am a slug. Well, I think we've about exhausted it. I think, I think that's, that's about it. Um, do, you, do you have our credentials, Bill? Yep. 
Uh, you can find us on Twitter at UncommonwealthP, on Instagram at Uncommonwealth Podcast. We have a page on Facebook. It's Uncommonwealth Podcast. You can email us at UncommonwealthPodcast at gmail.com. You can write a book, a manuscript, send it to us, <laughs> only if it's about slugs and slugs trying to find Time Cat. Time Cat fighting slugs. Over a bowl of, of trimmed fried beard, ravioli. Trimmed beards. Trimmed beards and ra- fried ravioli. Mm-hmm. Time, ca- Time Cat is trying to find the slugs who leave beard trimmings and punish them. Punish them. Because Time Cat is a just and heroic Time figure. Time Cat's like Judge Dredd. Yes. <laughs> Time Cat is, the, is Dredd, Robocop, and Terminator rolled into one with a bit of Neo. And. <laughs> Well, Ben, you know, Sprinkle of John Wick. Yeah. Sprinkle of John Wick. <laughs> and also Point Break. <laughs> it's like a Pikachu. Apparently, it's amazing. I've seen it. It's very good. Yeah? Yeah. Make you cry? I'll talk about it off- offline, but yeah, it was, it was it made me happy. Yeah. I already know Ryan Reynolds is, is our golden boy. Yeah. All right. I, yeah, uh, I saw your face. You're like, spoilers. Yeah. I, uh, I, I think that's, uh, I think that's, that's it. about it. But thank you guys for listening, though. No. Um, I really... I'm still shocked from our beginning it being so different. <laughs> this, is, this has been Honest Thoughts. Came in hot. This has been Bill. And we've been the Uncommon Podcast. Bye. Bye. Bye.